Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kid Shit. This week we take a walk down memory lane with some of our favorite toys. TJ admits to crying for the first time ever, so that's fun. And we also talk about parenthood by way of an existential crisis. So get ready, it's playtime. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kids Shit. I'm one of your hosts, TJ, and I'm here with my boy, Jordan. How's it going, Jordan? Pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How was your week? Man, my my week was pretty good. Um, you know, typical, just kind of working and hanging out, um, you know, doing some writing. Uh, you and I both recently finished uh, drafts of, of our newest uh, plays, so that, that was a lot of fun. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, is is yeah. yours garbage like mine? <laughs> Dude, the first draft, yeah, the first drafts always are. It's like I, I look at it as like as it's a good foundation. You know what I mean? It, uh, like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I feel pretty solid about the story and the characters. But, yeah, just, just everything else is, is, is trash. So you, you just got to <laughs> – you know, work through it. But, um, you know, uh, like a wise man once said, it's a lot easier to fix a car than to build one. Uh, so, mm. you know, who's that wise man? I don't remember. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we, but we done built it. Um, and then a beat cuphead. Uh, the last time I was talking about, I got the switch and I got, uh, that game cuphead for it, which is like a side scroller, uh, but it looks like a like a 1930s cartoon, you know. Um, so it looks real charming and stuff. But it's really hard, like really, really hard. So beating that was a feather in the cap there. Um, and then teaching. Oh, uh, uh, my daughter is uh, uh, she's learning how to ride a bike. So teaching her how to how to ride her bike. What? Yeah, yeah. And and she fell, dude. She fell pretty hard. The other day, um, I mean, she's fine. You know, what I mean, I'm not like, but I'm probably over, over, uh, you know, over exaggerating. But yeah, she she had her first fall, but she got back up and kept at it. So it was it was a pretty proud moment. Mm, she got that gumption. Yeah, a proud moment. Her getting back on the bike, not her, not her fall. Did <laughs> you point and laugh? No. Yeah, no, uh, no. yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much it, man. What about you? Uh, you know, just doing hood rat things with my hood rat friends. Mm. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I picture actual rats. Like you're just like you, you. Like oh, he can't make friends with people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm the motherfucking Pied Piper over here. No, <laughs> no uh, I've been. <laughs> I've I've been. I, I finished the draft of my play, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading some plays for people, trying to give some feedback. Um. Uh, I've been playing Animal Crossing like there's no tomorrow. You see, I, I'm scared of getting into that. Like, uh, let's I put this know. way: I, I woke up this morning, and uh, every Sunday, from like I want to say like 5 a.m. to 12 till noon, there's this girl who comes and she sells turnips on your island, right? But the thing, you know, like turnips, 
fuck, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, the turnips are like the stock market. So, like, mm-hmm. you buy low. So, like, I could buy turnips at, like, 95 bells, which is their currency, right? Each one is 95 bells. But throughout the week, the, the store on your island will buy back bells at, like, a higher or lower price. So, you have to decide when you want to sell your bells. So, I'm online surfing servers for people who are posting their bell prices on their islands that way I can go to their island and like cash out the most. Uh, And that's usually what my week, you know, involves. See, here's my thing with that. You know, like it's just not, I like my games to have a certain level of distance. You know what I mean? Like something where it's like, it doesn't feel like a, like a, like a second life, like that game second life, you know what I mean? Where it doesn't feel, I don't know, man. Like, hear you talk about that it's like you can talk about the game and all of a sudden i'm not all it starts to blur the line between game and reality oh yeah no you you have crushing debt uh you have a home you have uh it's it's very much like uh if you want to introduce your child into the idea of owing someone money at all times this is the game to get (laughs) i I wish i was kidding from the second that you get on the island they're like oh that's cool that you're here i'm so glad you're here also Pay me my money. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if the kid will like something like that, you know? Because we we got her that little DS, and she'll play like this little Disney, those little side scroller games from back in the day mm-hmm. that they got on there, and some Mario and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. Like I'll hear my fiance because she's all into that Stardew Valley, you know, which is like a farming simulator. It sounds like, and she'll be talking to me about something. And she won't preface like game or real life. She'll start talking, and I'm like, "Is she talking about the game or real life? <laughs> like, what? What's my level of attention I need to I need to devote to this to this conversation right now? Oh, it's real you know high I mean? all the time. <laughs> of course, what? of course. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been doing that. Uh, we've been doing some home reno, uh, lofting the bedroom ceiling. Um, Ooh. And then we're actually going to do the same thing in my office. Uh, we'll see how it messes with the acoustics. We're going to loft the ceiling, but we're going to leave part of it so that way we can put the bed up in the loft area, right? So that way I have more surface area on the floor uh, because my house is my house is large esque um, up and down. But as mm-hmm. far as like width wise, there's basically the there's the downstairs, there's the living room, there's the dining room. And then there's the kitchen and bathroom right next to each other. And then basically that that it just goes straight up. So that blueprint is repeated on the second story. So there's my office, which is above the living room. Our bedroom is above the dining room. And then the back area where the kitchen and bathroom are, uh, one is a walk-in closet that we built. The other one is my husband's office. Uh, so, yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're lofting the rooms to, to give it a little bit more uh, appeal inside. Um, other than that, uh-huh. I've just been um, watching McMillian on HBO, trying to catch up on the leftovers. Which um, you leftovers suggested good. Yeah. that you suggested I watch like years mm-hmm. ago, and I'm finally mm-hmm. getting into it. But here's the thing: like, I'm almost mm-hmm. done with season one, and I finally get it. Like, I finally yeah. get the appeal. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's first a like six or seven. Show. The first six or seven episodes, I was like, "What the hell is actually happening?" Yeah, yeah. And it's tough, you know, I personally am not a fan of when someone tells me, oh, you know, you need to watch this show. And, and, and I'm like, okay. And I start watching it. I'm not really into it. And I tell that person, they're like, oh, you got to get it. You got to give it like the first two seasons before it really gets good. It's like, hey, nobody got that kind of time. 
Right. Um, but man, the leftovers is just, it's just a beautiful show, man. It's heartbreaking. You know, I don't know if you're binging it or not, but like you binge watch something like that. I mean, you're going to be crying in a blanket for days. I'm actually um, not like a huge binge watcher, really. Well, that's um, probably good for something like that because that's well, that show is heavy. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching uh, Star Trek Voyager since 2016. Mm-hmm. I've been stretching that out for four years. I'll pop in, I'll wow. watch like two or three episodes, and I'll be like, "All right, I'm done for yeah. like for 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 a while." I um, mean, let, let me let bear- me check in with Enterprise, see how they're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, the Voyager. That's why it's called Star Trek Voyager. Oh, Get it together. Get it together, okay. Jordan. Okay. Hey, all right. Captain Janeway all right. is the best Janeway. Anyone come at me. Um, I don't know who that is, so I'll agree with you. Good, good. Because yeah. you know what's right. No, uh, <laughs> no uh, I, I binged watch Barry. I will say that. That's again, another good one. Another really good one. That one that one took me by surprise. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Yeah, also your suggestion. So, like, I mean, your suggestion was backed by several people being like, no, for real, you need to watch Barry. Oh, are you getting oh. second opinions on my opinions? Look, I don't... This is not... This. <laughs> hey, my buddy Jordan said this is good, but I don't really trust that dude, so why don't you go ahead and tell me what it's really all about? Uh, yeah, no, it's all right. It's all right. I just want to circle back, because, I mean, I've known you for a long time. Don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you don't know where it's going. I, 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 I can stretch this out to make it real dramatic. Like, I've known you for a long time, sir. And loft in the ceiling is the most Downton Abbey you've ever sounded. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're loft in the ceiling. Like, it's just, I never even heard that expression until now. I mean, I understand it, but I've never heard anybody say lofting the ceiling. Well, you, you know. know. What, uh, you're going to get know. them weird plugs for all your appliances now? Again, you need to stop hating on you the international start, folks. You need to start driving on the wrong side of the road. Germany was beautiful. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, the Dominican Republic was also awesome. Um, I've been to Canada. Like, those are the three countries I've been to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not as cultured as I like to think I am. Let's see what the countries I've been, different countries I've been to. I've been to Mexico. Uh, I've been to Missouri. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. the Nash, where the country anthem is dueling banjos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, no, I've had a, I've had a pretty good week. I've, good. Uh, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It's uh, been weirdly jam packed, but you know that's the way I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. We were actually talking about this earlier today. How I, um, how I shove myself into overproductivity to cope with life. So you know. Just yeah. shoving things in my day, yeah. Just just filling them pockets, filling 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 up the pockets in the weeks with 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 tasks and and honeydews and all that kind of and and lofting ceilings and all that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, I had a, I had a really good I had a really good session with my therapist this week too. Which I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Bye. Let me let me tell you. Like, sex is great, but have you ever had a really good therapist session? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried to combine them? No, no, because <laughs> I'd like to stay married. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean like that. I just mean, you know what I mean? Like maybe like a therapist session on tape in the background or something like that. What um, kind of kinky? <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, self-help you know, stroking. Hey, you like you like to cope with productivity. I like to cope with you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've never. I I I I hear you. I'm 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 very pro therapy, and, and and yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that it that it that that it went well for you. Yeah, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, what therapy did not do is it did not prepare me for the movie this week, which we'll get to. <laughs> Yeah, in our in the second half of the show, but uh, if for all of you who don't know, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about Toy Story four this week, mm-hmm. uh, but we kind of want to go back a little bit and talk about our relationship with the franchise, uh, what toys we kind of brought to life as kids. Like, uh, what was your like go to besides that troll we talked about in episode <laughs> two? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that anymore, man. Um, so I was an action figure whore. Wait, that sounded bad. I mean, I, no, I was, no, you say what you said. <laughs> I was, I was all about action figures, man. I, I mean, I, you know, and uh, I had, you name it, I had it. I mean, Ninja Turtles, I think was was the first set of action figures that that I remember, and I would I would try to collect all of them and stuff like that. Um, you know, Batman, X Men, you know, Star Wars. When when Star Wars hit, it was like it was those. Remember those Kenner Star Wars action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all about action figures so much. And, and everybody knew that. So a lot of times for like, you know, birthdays, Christmases, whatever, I'd get like a new action figure that like, I, I, I didn't know where it was from. It was just an action figure and it was cool. Something that had arms and legs that moved and shit you can put inside their hands. And, you know, I was all, I was all about it. So, um, yeah. And it was a lot of recreating, um, uh, you know, the movies that I had seen or the, the episodes of the shows that I had seen or just, you know, more so just making my own, uh, stories with all these different characters and you know uh, um, combining universes and stuff like that so yeah action figures were were, were, were my go-to um, really so when that first toy story hit you know I was I was I was all about it uh, what about you what was your what was your go-to play thing oh it was uh Power Rangers all the way um mm. It was yeah. Give me a Zord. Oh, so we're talking about specific, like specific franchises. I mean, like, cause so here's the thing. Um, I was never. I I had GI Joes. I never. I was never like a huge GI Joe person. Star Wars. I actually didn't get into Star Wars until I was an adult. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I came from this weird household where like Power Rangers was almost too violent. So. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I couldn't watch The Simpsons growing up. I almost couldn't watch Rugrats because, like, you know, they were really rebellious against their parents. Um, mm, right, for, for real? Yeah. Like, they, they, yeah. Like, Tommy, Tommy, quick... Tommy Pickles is going to give you ideas and shit like that. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because my first live show that I ever went to go see was Rugrats Live. So, like, mm. that, like, the it vacillated, right? There was always, like, there was something happened. I don't know where everything just kind of switched. I don't, my mom was yeah. just like, yeah, do what you're going to do, be a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Power Rangers was, like, my jam. Uh, right. And then it became like anything that was from that weird, uh, you know, those Power Rangers VR troopers, Big Bag Beetleborgs, uh, a Mass Rider, anything like that. I was all about. I think it was like mm-hmm. the idea of transformation that I was like really into. Yeah. Okay. Um, so no, yeah, I can get th- that. Those were the things that like that I played with. I played with Lego some, but you know, I had yeah. mostly connects. Right. Um, right. So it was it was Power Rangers, uh, like 
just bad. And then I used mm-hmm. to have the one of those mats that look like a town, you know, where oh, there's right. like streets and stuff like that. So the power, so they would have the Zors stomping through the little village, oh, that's uh, and I would, cool. and I would use like blocks and stuff to make to make cities mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, those were that. Okay. That was my jam. That was yeah. my jam. Yeah. Well, I guess we're talking about specific franchises. It's probably a, a, a toss up for me between uh, X Men and uh, and and Star Wars. X Men was like what I was into with all my friends because I went to mm-hmm. a daycare, uh, you know, when I was a kid because uh, my because my parents' uh, jobs and stuff like that. Um, and so X Men was the was the B over there. And we'd all bring our little X-Men toy, our action figure. And that was like who we are for however many hours we were there. You know, I'm talking about sort of like playing with them mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars, that was that was like me behind closed doors and stuff like that. Like Star Wars was like I had all the all the Star Wars action figures, the the micro machine things, the action fleets with like the, the little ships and all that. I would put all my other action figures in carbonite. Like whenever Han Solo got in carbonite and Empire, I'd like I'd, I'd I'd fill a glass up with water and I'd put an action figure in there and I'd throw that bad boy in the freezer. Um, and then my parents would be like, "Why is why did they open up the freezer to get like I don't know, ice cream or something like that in the middle of the night?" And it's like there's a bunch of action figures in 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 frozen water cups. Um, <laughs> So I yeah I I I put my toys through 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 hell. All know? right, Sid. Hey, easy, easy. You know I I, I resent that remark. Um, but yeah, and then I remember taking all the little ships out, like to like to the to the front yard, you know, with the grass, and that was like indoor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I'd take we we had uh, you know we had like tan carpet, and that was tattooing. Uh, Man, you we went in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Star 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 Wars and X Men were my two my two go to uh, franchises there, and I think like I think I think everyone was into into Legos to some extent. Um, I got I got pretty hard into Legos too, but yeah, toys. I mean, and I think you know I don't want to speak for you, but but I think it's where a lot of my storytelling seeds were planted. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So you and I understand. I mean, it's it's kind of where that stuff comes from. You know, uh, you know us as kids making up these stories, making up these scenarios, you know, um, I remember, you know, playing and, and, oh, it's time for dinner. And I'd end my little play session over on a cliffhanger, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you know, to build tension and whatnot, and then like go eat my pot roast and then come back. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was a big, big part of my, of my childhood. How are you with toys now? Do you still like collect toys? Do you, do the you last, the last, um, the last toy set that I tried to collect was uh, the Lord of the Rings ones when the when the movies were out. You know, you okay. could go and get yeah. But and, and and I remember being like, "Am I too old to play with this?" I was in high school, you know what I mean. And it's like, yeah, I probably am too old to play. But I'd open them up and like hang out with them or whatever, you know. But yeah, that was that was, that, that that was it for me on a, a, a figure here and there. You know, uh, like uh, that that video game Bloodborne is my is my favorite game of, of all time, and 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 my fiance bought me a little Bloodborne statue, um, so I got that. But yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. And I know you're so you're into them Funko Pop things, right? Oh my God, I love Funko Pops. Um, yeah. But I I can't just have any Funko Pop; they have to be specific to like something I like, because not all Funko Pops are made equally. Um, but <laughs> but I, I get. The last couple toys I've gotten, I've gotten gifted to me as well. Um, I didn't necessarily want them. Like I have a, I have a Lego Finn 
from the new Star Wars. And I was like, okay, Finn doesn't do anything for me. And then I have a Michonne, uh, a Michonne action figure, but I mm-hmm. stopped watching The Walking Dead after season two. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Um, but the last figure I actively bought was from Disney World uh, two years ago. Is that when I went? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going on two years ago. Um, and Pandora, uh, we you can do this really cool thing in Pandora where you can actually get your face 3D uh, scanned and then printed onto a little Navi doll, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we saw that, and my husband was like, I want that, I want that. I was like, all right, cool. And we had set aside uh, a souvenir budget that we hadn't really spent, right? Um, right. Because... Whenever I go to Disney World, I like plan the shit out of that trip. And I'm like, this is how much money we have for food. This is how much money we have for uh, souvenirs. This is how much money we have for blah, 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 blah. Right. So I had set aside, I want to say like 350 bucks total um, Mm -hmm. for souvenirs, which I was like, we're adults. We don't need to have all this stuff. We spent like, we spent the first 50 on these, uh, on this lanyard and these pins because pins at Disney World are like a thing. Uh, and then he saw this this Navi doll, and it cost, I want to say, like, 90-some-odd dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, if like if this is his big souvenir, let's go ahead and rock that. And he sat down, and he got his face, like, 3D scanned through this whole entire process. And then they give you, like, this little card. And they's like, mm-hmm. they're like, come back in an hour and a half. And you're like, all right, whatever. So we're walking around. We go back to the gift shop in an hour and a half. And then you insert this card into this machine. And then, like, the 3D scan picture of your face show up, shows up. And then, like, this this smoke starts to come out of this machine. And then it becomes clear that there's, like, this little thing that looks like the capsule from Avatar. And it has your little mm-hmm. your little 3D printed Avatar in it. And then we bought it, like, some clothes that cost it, like, 30-some-odd bucks or whatever, right? But wow. in that shop, they also had these Banshee puppets that the Avatar could sit on top of. And, I, like... They're articulated and they make noises and they have little like hand levers so that you can turn their head and open their mouth and flap their wings and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw it and the whole time I was there, I was like, I really want that, but I don't, I don't want that because this is only like we have two more days in the park and I in the parks and I don't know if I'm going to want something else. Dogs barking on my end this time, um, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to want something else from the park. But we get to. Uh, we get back to the hotel room. And the thing is about Disney is that they have every, they, they know you. And so you have an app on your phone. Oh yeah. They got, they, they got you sussed out the moment you walk in there. Yeah. So there's an app on the phone and, uh, I look through it and I'm like, Oh man, I really want this puppet. This puppet was $90. I was like, oh, do I really need a $90 puppet? Jordan, let me tell you if that, 3D printed dollars not sitting on the top of my ninety dollar puppet right now. <laughs> All right, Jim Henson. Damn, <laughs> well, I, I love it, and my cat hates it. Uh, that's yeah. the last. That's the last toy I like actively bought. If outside right. of Funko Pops, I still pick up Funko Pops every now and then mm-hmm. from a comic book store. But right. uh, like, spent money on, threw down, played with, had fun. It's that. Yeah. All right. All right. And and when's the last time you played with that? I mean, I'll ask you any person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That sounded kind of like, when's the last time you, you know, where were you on the night? Um, no, yeah. it's, it's, been, it's been a minute. Uh, not because, because okay. okay. uh, I have a nice little display case with like my Funkos in, it, in there and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and it came with like a little pedestal and like a certificate of authenticity and stuff like that. Right. So I like, um, 
So I just kind of let it sit there and be itself. Mm-hmm. Right? There you go. No, but, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, my son is really starting to get into um, the action figure game now. He's he's really into um, that show PJ Masks on uh, on Netflix mm-hmm. and on, on Disney uh, Plus now too. Um, so he's really into that. So and they have these... Um, these it's like it's just a figure and then it comes with whatever vehicle they drive you know uh so we got them we got about a handful of those um and then uh like my mom and sister got him some too so he has like a little fleet of these things and uh so he'll play with those kind of the way that i used to play with my toys you know what i mean he'll he'll be like hey we gotta go you know over here and and he wants everyone to play with him and stuff like that make a big old production so I play with action figures now um, just when I'm playing with, with my son, you know, my daughter, she, she'll, she'll get into it a little bit, but then she wants to do her, her, you know, uh, a play pretend, you know, descendants, imaginary kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, having kids is a good way to, you know, play with all that old stuff again. And I'm excited to bust out the Legos cause I still got all my old Legos. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for a, for a rainy day for that one. That that's actually my favorite thing about uh, hanging out with friends, kids, and mm-hmm. my nieces and nephews. I actually love playing with their toys. So I'm just like, oh, this is. I get to like forget about the world for like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And make a story where you know mm-hmm. you as the adult always loses. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Oh, you got to. You got to, you you, you got to be the loser. I think you know once you turn 25, you got to start understanding. You know, you're gonna lose at everything. You know, so <laughs> oh, just, just the sooner, <laughs> sooner you. <laughs> The sooner you're able to accept that, the better. So speaking of stories and toys, let's talk about Toy Story. Um, so what's your experience with this franchise, TJ? I've seen um, I've seen every movie in the theaters. This is actually the first movie that I hadn't seen in the theaters. Um, I'm Why usually is that? Really, uh, time, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of those things where I was really extremely unsure about the fact that they were making a fourth one because i love 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 the third one um yeah if you want to talk about a movie studio that can make me cry pretty much every time and it's pixar and it's been pixar since about uh since about finding nemo right Mm. and then and then up happened and up just wrecked you in the first like 15 minutes of that movie up really uh, kind of up really kind of divided the timeline. Like there, there was there was all the there was the time before up and the time after. You know. Oh yeah, and then they they knew what they had, and they're like, "Oh, you want a gut punch? We're just going to punch you in the gut." Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, Toy Story one is a classic, and I growing up, I think I got to the point where I could quote straight the first thirty nine minutes of that movie. Mm. Um. Because you know I watched it so many times. I can do that with Mrs. Doubtfire as well. Um, I can quote most of that movie. It's a solid one. That's a solid one. Yeah, my favorite Robin Williams movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's issues with it, yes, but whatever. Um, so after that, Toy Story two. I remember seeing it with my friend, uh, my one of my best friends in elementary school. I went with him and his parents, and like. I didn't, it didn't hit me then, like how sad that movie actually was and like all the messages in it. Um, and then I rewatched it and I was like, oh dang, Toy Story 2 is actually a solid movie. Like I had always considered it the really? weakest. I had always considered me too. it the weakest. Me too. And I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I, I and I haven't, uh, uh, from, but from what I remember, I, I, I don't, 
I wasn't really, I didn't really like that one. And I don't know if I need to watch it again. Um, it has but. some, it, it has some, it has some themes. I think the, Toy Story 2 is what starts laying the groundwork around the theme of letting go, which is what I think these movies are all about, right? The struggle to hold on mm-hmm. to something, but we'll get into that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, Toy Story 3, man, when I saw Toy Story 3 for the first time, my life was wrecked. I was destroyed. I was done. And I remember I was sitting in the, I saw it in San Antonio with my friend uh, and uh, the horn. If you hear a car horn, it's on our end. We got mm-hmm. so, like, it's, it's been like I live in the hood today. <laughs> like legit earlier today, there was like a gunshot outside. My dog's going crazy. Someone's yelling at my neighbor. I had to go help her out. Like it's been, it's been, it's been ratchet. <laughs> It's been ratchet here in Homestead. Uh, are, you, are, are you recording in the middle of the street? I, you know, <laughs> no, that's the thing. Uh, um, but yeah, so um, yeah, Toy Story three like wrecked my shop. And um, for all those who haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you should definitely see that movie. For all you who have mm-hmm. seen it, just just know, just you all know the part I'm talking about. The second they held hands, I was mm-hmm. like, they bet they they best or not. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? Did you see that video of that one kid? He edited uh, Toy Story three to where like that was the end, and his mom had never seen Toy Story three, and they were all watching it together as a family. And that moment where they all held hands, he made it to where the credits roll, right then and there, and and she like freaks out. You should look it up, man. It's uh, it's 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 pretty hilarious. That boy got the devil in him. Yeah, Yeah, she was uh, so she was so distraught. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so I thought that like the third one was the perfect conclusion. Mm-hmm. So I was a little, you know, I came into this one with, you know, sense of yeah. woe and, and like intrepidation and, right. and I, I reserved my opinion. I, I actually had to pull back. I was like, okay, I'm just going to take it on the merit of this. But, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I love Pixar movies in general. Toy Story is like the OG uh, as we all know, uh, and yeah. I think that for me, it is one of the few franchises that has defied sequelitis, uh, where the movies actually improve on themselves with each iteration, mm-hmm. as opposed to like the first one being the best one, which I think is really mm-hmm. hard for for kids' movies. Uh, it is. What about you? It is. Um, yeah, so Toy Story 1, uh, I, I hadn't seen any of these in the theater, actually. Uh, the first really? time I saw, yeah, the first time I saw Toy Story 1, I was sick. Um, and my mom, uh, bought me the VHS tape. Um, me remember the Disney movies used to come in, the VHS tapes used to have them white plastic clamshell, uh, case, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we're all, our generation, we're all too, too we remember fondly. Um, but yeah, no. So I, I'd saw I'd seen Toy Story one when when I when I was sick. But I remember just you know latching onto that movie, watching it over and over again. Um, and the that movie also kind of messed me up because it really made me believe that these toys of mine, you know what I mean, were were alive. And it's crazy because the idea of Toy Story has been around for a while, you know, puppet master, uh, child's play, stuff like that. Steadfast, tin soldier, yeah, Indian in yeah. the, no, seriously, Indian in the cupboard. Um, 
Yeah, no, the, the the idea of like an inanimate object like coming to life, you know, is it, the, like that whole setup has been around for a while, but it never been spun like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, 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 I I remember watching Child's Play in like the Puppet Master movies when I was a kid because I was big into horror and stuff like that. I just want to I just want to point out our references. You you went to the scary dolls mm-hmm, and I went to mm-hmm. a nice story about a one legged tin soldier trying to save <laughs> a, hey, hey, a music you know. box. Every, to each their own, you know what I mean. That's what, <laughs> it's like Paul Abdul said, opposites attract. You know, Paul Abdul oh. and that little that little fucking cat. What was that cat dancing with him in that in that music in that music video? You know what I'm talking about? That little animated yes, cat do. fucking around with Paul Abdul. Yeah. Um, when I'm I first got up here and I was when I first got up here and I was working retail, uh, opposites attract played at least twice a day uh, in the store. One step forward, two steps back. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's not, that, that song's a bop. Uh, anyway, um, but yes, but this is the first time that that setup, I think, had been done, um, for me anyway, in, in a non-scary way, you know? Mm. So it was always, the idea that my toys could come to life was always something I had staved off because my my, my, my relationship with that thought process was, okay, my toys come to life, they're going to try to kill my ass. But no, they're just, they just come to life when you're not around. You know, they got their own ecosystem. They got their own social hierarchy. They got all this, these kinds of things going on. Did you and watch Toy Soldiers? Toy Soldiers, is that the movie where like the, where the, the, those terrorists take over the, take over the, the school or something like that? I just there's like there's like GI Joe kind of toys that have like advanced chips. Oh, you think you think it's you think it's small soldiers, small soldiers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Toy soldiers is like a like a Red Dawn light, um, but yeah, small <laughs> yeah, yeah, small soldiers with uh, Liam Neeson and uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, yeah, I saw that one. I thought that was like that they were trying to make Toy Story again, but for like teenage boys. Um, but yeah, no, but it wasn't until I remember my older sister's boyfriend um he used he, he he's the one who really who really convinced me by way of toy story um you know my my dad's always been a big hunter you know and he i used to go out with him i wouldn't hunt but i like go out to the deer lease and like hang out and stuff like that and we took uh, uh my older sister's boyfriend uh and we were all around the campfire and, and i just seen toy story you know and uh, um I wasn't sick anymore, you know, so, so, so there was that, but I'd been watching it a lot and I talked to him about it and I was, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a cool movie and, and all this stuff. And we got on the subject of toys coming to life and, and he was like, yeah, that happens, dude. And I was like, what? And, and he was just trying to play along with me, not knowing that I like idolized this, this guy, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, oh man, if he thinks it, well, then it must be true. Um, so yeah, it really, really kind of messed me up and I can't say with 100% certainty that I don't believe that toys don't have souls to this day. Cause how would you I'm, know? I'm just going to let that sit in the air. <laughs> how would you, how would you know, dude, if it happens, we're not around, you know, and, and, and these movies have proven how, how crafty these little plastic motherfuckers can be, you know, they're covering up cameras. They're doing all these other sorts of things. I mean, you know, there's, there's, uh, I don't know. I, I, let's just say. Let's just say. I would. I wouldn't. Okay. I won't say I believe it, but I won't be like a hundred percent like surprised, jaw to the floor, Gyarados style. If, if uh, see, I remember. I remember, motherfucker. I remember the Gyarados style. If, 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 if a toy had come to life in my in my own house, 
you know, I'd be like, well, we <laughs> we know these roads. We're prepared. You know what I mean? We've seen four movies of this shit now. Uh, Furbies were the closest thing that they got to that. Those terrifying, terrifying oh, things. Oh, man. I, I, I'd forgotten all about those until you just said it. Well, you know, you're welcome. Oh, here's your, here's your yeah, daily nightmare yeah, fuel. Yeah, you know. yeah. So, yeah, Toy Story 1 messed me up. Uh, Toy Story 2, I watched that and I, I, I rented it, I think. Uh, watched it once. I, I didn't really like it, you know. Uh, I was just like, uh, you know, it introduces Jesse and Bullseye, which is cool. Um, it also it introduces that deep existential crisis that Buzz has when he realizes he's not the only one. Yeah, but I see... There were, yeah, there was that, and then, um, but then Toy Story three came out, and and again rented that one, and I really liked that. I, I, I watched that one a, f- a few times. Uh, my kids, though, flash forward, my, my my daughter's not into Toy Story, man. She doesn't. What? Yeah, I don't know. You got? I mean, sh- sh- I mean, she'll she'll watch it, but like, it's not it's not one of her like go tos. Do you know what I mean? So this one. It was a long time of being like, let's watch Toy Story 4. And she's like, no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, she, she, it's just not her thing, you know? And I'm not I'm not some English teacher with a required reading list. I'm not going to, like, force this stuff down her throat. You know, if she's not into it, she's not into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we know we, we – so, but we eventually watched it. Um, it. It's just not something – so so Toy Story now, it's not a part of our – there's not, like, Woody dolls or Buzz Lightyear dolls or anything like that kind of hanging out. Uh, in the house, just because it's not something that 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 they're into right now. Who knows? My son might might grow up and and, and be into it when he gets a little older. But as of right now, not a thing. Uh, I have a really funny story about Toy Story three. Uh, before we hit mm-hmm. the break, uh, yeah. my niece, um, she would she would when she was younger, she'd be like, "Whatever movie you want to watch, Uncle TJ." Right? And Toy mm-hmm. Story three had just came out, and uh, this was when uh, you know it was popping back and forth on Netflix and stuff like that. Right. So we so she was sitting, I remember I was laying on my back with my knees up, kinda like the you know, the whole tent thing, and she was sitting on my stomach and her head was on was on my knees and she was mm-hmm. watching the movie and I was watching the movie off to my side. And all of a sudden, I just feel something warm across my stomach. Oh no. And I said, Did you just pee? Oh no. And she's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, no, 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 oh, no. I said, I said, why didn't you say anything? She says, I didn't want to miss the movie. Oh, no. And so I'm sitting there and she's like, she hasn't moved. She's just like, this is fine. Right. I just pissed on my uncle. It's all good. Oh, no. Like lots of bear or whatever. Lots of hugs. He's up there and he's being evil. And so I yelled to my sister. I say, oh, no. I say, your daughter just peed on me. <laughs> oh, no. And I hear this cackle come from across the house. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to pause this. And she was like, but why? I'm like, because I need to change. You need to change. <laughs> and we got to mop because you just you just peed all over your grandma's floor. <laughs> no. Oh so man! So I have so know Do that you, I have I have been pissed on yeah, <laughs> with Toy Story. <yeah. laughs> Let me ask you something. Every time you watch Toy Story three now, do you feel like a phantom? Do you get like flashbacks? Like like do you, do you feel like a phantom spot of warmth? Every time you watch oh, that, oh god, movie. no! Like 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 like, <laughs> like some kind of Vietnam vet or something like that. You're like oh. <laughs> No, no. But here's the oh, thing: I man. haven't. 
my niece is young enough that I know she doesn't remember, right? But I am mm-hmm. wait. This story is in my back pocket for when she gets married. Let me stand up there. Give me a glass. Yeah. Yeah. Let me toast. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass at, the snot out of her. And at, and at the end, you just say, it's a lot like this. You just pour your champagne out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah, so man. That's, oh, no. Yeah. No. Wow. And I've lived the life. Wow. Well, see, my, none of my kids peed on me yet. I mean, like, like when they were babies and stuff. <laughs> Let's put that on the list. When they, when, they were, when they were babies and stuff, you know what I mean? Like it happens, you know, you're changing diapers or, you know, you hold them or whatever and it happens. But yeah, I mean, I never, you know. I'm just man. mad that she had, she made the conscious choice. She mm-hmm. says, I recognize the fact that I need to use the bathroom, yeah, but this yeah. movie real good right now. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. going to let it go. Man, I don't know. I mean, that says good things about you as an audience member. Um <laughs> But it also says that that's like back of the box, like marketing material, you know, if they so good, your kids will piss on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if they needed it, I don't think Pixar needs, needs uh, marketing. Certainly yeah. not from us, but Hey man, that might make no. a good, a good, a good, uh, you know, seal of approval there. Yeah. It's, it was, a uh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh no. <laughs> I just keep reverting back to when you first told me that story. You know what I mean? Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, and then we will come back and we will talk about Toy Story Four. Everybody, uh, make if, sure you could take this time to go to the bathroom now. Don't pee on yeah. your uncle. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, I ain't about it. Look. All right. All right. Look, you, you got to pay me first. <laughs> You're already in debt for Animal Crossing. You got to find a way to pay that. Tom Nook's trying to collect them bells. <laughs> Tom Nook's, isn't he? He's like a pimp in Animal Crossing, isn't he? Oh, this is what he'll do. He'll be like, I set you up a house, but guess what? Cost this much money, and then you'll pay it off. And he'll be like, that's cool. Don't you want your house to be bigger? <laughs> like, oh, man. And you're yeah, like, I yeah, couldn't. I want my house to be bigger. He'll be like, cool. I'll set you up. It'll be ready tomorrow. And then when you're done, he's like, hey, your house is nice, isn't it? This much money. And you're like, man, oh, come on, man. Man, I couldn't do that. I could not do that. Got to have that <laughs> level of distance, man. Yeah, for sure. We all got all right. Tom Nooks in the world. Oh, oh God. You're right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yep. See y'all. All right. And we're back. Uh, so, Jordan, what drink are you drinking this time? Uh, I got two moonshine pickles and a can of Lone Star, sir. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got something uh, from Evil Genius uh, Beer Company. It's a mango IPA called There's No Crying in Baseball. Okay, sounds pretty snooty. No, so uh, I had a friend who, they're like, hey, we're going to the store. Do you want uh, a beer drop off? And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah, uh, we're just going to drop off beer at your house. And I got, he dropped off 18 beers. And wow. I, was like, I was like, thank you. And uh, he brought a six-pack of There's No Crying in Baseball. And the rest of it, uh, him and his wife were like, this is all stuff that we're just never going to drink because we don't like it. And we mm-hmm. know that, that you'll drink nasty-ass beer. And I was like, great. <laughs> yeah. I will. You have yeah. witnessed that yourself. <clears throat> I have, I have, with the, uh, what was it, the Bud Light? Bud Light iced tea. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it was 
so God. bad. And I wanted I tried to pony everything. up. Yeah, I wanted to pony up too. I guess out of solidarity, so I got that orange. And man, that was uh, nasty. Um, now, when it comes to beer, like my go-to's are <clears throat> uh, like Lone Star and and, and Coors. Um, it was Budweiser for for a while there too. My fiance though, she's really into like the the craft beers and, and all those kinds and of the things. sours. Yeah, really, really into the sours. We actually, our first date was actually at a at a, at a brewery, um, and uh, I, I I didn't know what any of that stuff was really, you know, because I didn't really. Again, I was just a creature of habit. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we uh, we we have some of that fancier stuff, but that stuff's mainly for for her and stuff. But I'll I'll dibble in it every now and again, you know. So. Yeah, I'm bougie, I guess. Uh, the, yeah. the lowest I will yeah. go is uh, is high life you know the champagne beers but you know i was one time at a at a bar in new york and someone tried to charge me eight dollars for a high life excuse me yeah it was on their uh vintage brew list we gonna fight like that yeah you gonna gonna fight and i was like i just want to go back home Where I can get a where I can get an eighteen pack of High Life for nine dollars. Yeah, yeah, or not even that. You know, you say, hey, I'll trade you my gas cap for a for a for a case of Keystone. You know, everyone needs a gas cap, <laughs> but not everyone needs Keystone. Um, no, no, no. But uh, so, all right, uh, Toy Story four. Oh yeah. God, oh man. I'm, so I'm just. I'm just going to get real quick. I'm going to get you right. I did not want to like this movie. Neither did I. Okay, good. I mean, no, not, not no, good, I, but I was like, so we, we, we came at it. So we both watched this. I watched this yesterday. And, and I watched you, it. To, I watched it this morning. All right. Um, so we both came at it with that same, like, cause for me and tell me if this, if it was like this for you, it just, it had been too long, I think. And the, um, the trilogy I thought was so solid. I was like, why do we need a fourth? You know, that, that, that was my big thing. It wasn't so much like time because I don't think that time can necessarily, um, like if you have a good idea, right. If you have a good idea Mm -hmm. and it's solid and it carries forth the storyline, time has never been an issue for me, especially with animated movies. Right. If you have a really strong concept, um, then I'm good. But, this, well, I can I, I can get I thought, that if it was like the gap because the gap between two and three was a while, but yeah, exactly. the gap between three and anything else because three ended what what we so felt well. Yeah, it's like and then they're going to take that much time and then oh here's a fourth one. It's it, I don't know I, I, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Well, it also uh, to be honest with you, the fact that they said Toy Story four made me feel like there was probably well there was something in the can on Pixar's level there's several things on Pixar level that gets canned all the time right and it made me mm-hmm. feel like it almost felt like they were under some contractual obligation to like put out a movie every 3 years or something like that which Maybe. uh which might be which I totally get especially cuz Disney is a machine that never stops mm-hmm. um so I I felt like I was like this is just a cash and especially with like Key and Peel in it coming off of like uh you know the success of like Get Out and stuff like that like mm-hmm. names like that ring true with with adults and then like the idea of uh, Bo Peep and like and uh like I was afraid that they were just trying to cash in Keanu Reeves yeah like I, I was afraid that they were just trying to cash in on big names right. and like big and big ideas mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, just to get it out the way, 
we should go over like the plot real real quick because it's basically the plot of every toy story where Mm -hmm. uh at the end of toy story 3 the toys are with bonnie now uh, and then Bonnie goes off to kindergarten. Woody's having a really hard time getting over Andy. Uh, goes with Bonnie to kindergarten. Well, because he's also makes Woody's not toy. also being he's also he's not being played with as much. You right, know, he's, he's not number one anymore. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, and Bonnie makes a new toy uh, by the name of Forky uh, out of a spork, some popsicle sticks, some uh, some sticky tack, and Which, uh, Forky. I liked Forky a lot. I, I, I this is another thing. I didn't want to like Forky, you know. I, I seeing seeing toys of him in the store, seeing like ads. I was I looking at this picture. I was like, I hate you and everything you're about. You know what I mean? But I really liked Forky. I did. Well, I liked yeah because he had a very when he was like, "This is my purpose. I'm I'm trash." And mm-hmm. this is like, and then it's like, "But you're not trash to someone else." I was like, "Okay, that's a super mm-hmm. sweet message." Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, that's what that's what I liked. Yeah. Um, but so. uh, Bonnie goes on uh, goes on a road trip. Forky keeps trying to throw himself away because he thinks he's trash. They get mm-hmm. separated from the group. Uh, Woody has to save him. Um, hijinks ensue with Bo Peep in a thrift store and like a creepy ass doll, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but the end is what really crushed me. But let's let's run down. Let's run down a couple things with like these new characters. Let's talk about Gabby Gabby. Man, um I so the side characters I think really helped to make this movie what it was for me. The 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 new characters rather. Um and I thought Gabby Gabby was everything in that antique shop I thought was fun. The environments were a lot of fun in this one too, you know, uh, antique shop and, and carnival and stuff like that. Uh, Gabby, Gabby, those obviously like the, 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 the Lord over, uh, the, uh, the antique shop being pushed around in a, in an old, uh, um, baby carriage by Benson. These, uh, these creepy ass ventriloquist dummies. Yeah. Some, something out of R.L. Stein, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which really, really creep me like not just the way they look but the way they move too you know what i mean they move like like uh i don't know man like like, like my great uncle did when we get out of bed you know what i mean sneak <laughs> just sneak, stiff sneaking through the hallway for a for for a glass of milk and a whiskey or something like that and you just scare the shit out of me um but yeah just something like that um but gabby gabby you know uh obviously the villain or at least the you know we're we're led to be believe is the is, is the villain uh, through this whole thing, I liked her, man. I um, and again, it was. I think every single I was watching this movie at first with my arms folded over my chest, like you know, thrill me. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> and not wanting to like, you know, not. And I, I also I didn't know anything about the plot of this movie because I just Nothing stayed away I. from. Yeah, because I didn't really care. Um, so Gabby, Gabby, she wants, uh, she wants to have a person. So she's in an antique shop, right? And she is uh, no no kids come and play with the toys there. You know, all the antique uh, toys are all like you know for decoration, their decor and stuff like that. Um, and but she has a voice box similar to Woody's, um, but it's broken. So she sees Woody's got a got a voice box. And, and now, the thing that killed me is when you find out that she's like, I I was defective out of the box, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And no one wanted me. I was like, golly, yeah, Ugh. yeah. So yeah, so she just spends her days, you know, uh, uh, lamenting. You know what I mean? And and I guess that that um, that despair turned into 
I don't know. I wouldn't call it rage necessarily because she never really raged out in this movie, but she did sort of have this legion of, of, of dummies. You know what I mean? Like flanking her, looking out for her. And she held up in this old school, uh, China cabinet. Um, but yeah, no, I, the Gabby, Gabby, I thought was a great addition. Um, you know, and, and really folded into the theme of the movie, uh, nicely. Yeah. Um, the dummies are great. Oh yeah, I said Forky mm-hmm. was great. Um, the 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 shine Bo Peep got in this movie was awesome. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, and and Bo Peep and all that little Polly Pocket little 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 character. Um, uh, Combat Carl, voiced by Carl Weathers. Uh, the, it was it was perfect. And and the Those, high five, the high five guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and then of course we can't forget about Duke Kaboom. The greatest yeah, daredevil yeah. in Canadian history. Yeah, which let's talk about Duke Kaboom and and Keanu Reeves by extension for for a bit here. So so I'm I'm, I'm assuming you had been also just because of this, but you and I we, we've been the, on the Keanu Reeves train for a while, right? No, no, no. Okay, like, <laughs> well, like, let's let's take that back because that was kind of <laughs> awkward. Um, no, it's good. <laughs> just know that like I I like Keanu Reeves to me. My favorite Keanu Reeves movie is Constantine, right? Really? Uh, but I'm also yes. Oh How? god! But you know, uh, because it's not about him. I do not like that movie about for him. Oh, I do not. Man. I like that movie for Tilda Swinton. So you mean to tell me that you were never into Bill and Ted? Not never. You you were never into uh, uh, Dracula. <laughs> no point point break none of that no. none of that no. stuff i was what? done in high school when i saw keanu reeves say braccio and i was like okay i'm out <laughs> and see i don't know so keanu reeves and it's it's tricky he has he has regained some like status in my life because i think that uh, it was it was uh uh what is what's the the movies the action movies he does now john um, wick John Wick was on. I was like, "All right, Keanu, I see you." Yeah, he's 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 really good at stuff like that, and and obviously, you know, the internet loves him, and and everyone knows that he's like a super sweet guy. Uh, but I remember hearing the story when when he uh, when when the Wachowskis uh, gave him the script for the first Matrix movie, wanted him to be in it, um, and he had read the script, and 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 uh, he says, you know, Neo uh, talks too much, and he's like, "You don't want Neo to talk this much, or else you're going to have a Keanu Reeves movie." You know what I mean? You're not going to have so hmm. he's very self-aware of the of the the effect that he has, I guess. And now in 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 this stage and in, in in his career, he's leaning into that, which I appreciate. I thought Duke Kaboom was a was was a was a great character, really funny. So Duke, Duke Kaboom, Kaboom is great. is yeah, he's this he's this uh, uh, evil Knievel like uh, uh, motorcycle stuntman, but he's Canadian. And yes, I whole, Canada. Yeah, yeah. His whole thing is that he was purchased as a Christmas present for was it Rayshon? What's that? Is that the kid's name? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, he keeps having these flashbacks and 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 uh, the commercial, which the commercial announcer uh, for Duke Boom was voiced by uh, Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? Um, yeah, man. There's a lot. There's all dude. There's there's there, there's a bunch of voices in this movie. Um. But the commercial, obviously, like all the commercials did when we were kids, you know what I mean? It, sh- it shows these toys doing these crazy things, and then you get them home, and it's like, oh man, this doesn't do anything. So, the, so the kid was let down by the by the commercial. Um, Duke Kaboom could not actually, um, you know, jump do the as, as far as the commercial said he could, and then he was forgotten, and then uh, ended up making his way into this antique store. Now, in the antique store, all the antique toys that hang out in like this old 
what is it like an old jukebox kind of thing or like an old cash register or something like that. They all hang out inside like a big old thing. Um, and that's where we meet him for the first time. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, um, it's a pinball machine. There you go. I knew it was some kind of big old box that they're, <laughs> they're all hanging out in. Yeah, uh, how did you feel about the addition of uh, Ducky and Bunny, though? See, and this is where I really like the environments. Uh, it's funny because whenever Woody and Forky are trying to make their way back to Bonnie and they pass an antique shop, you know, uh, I was like in my because, again, not knowing where the store is going. I was like, oh, they missed a perfectly good opportunity. Imagine how crazy it is in an antique shop for a toy. And sure enough, they go right on back, you know, in there because because Woody sees the lamp that Bo Peep was attached to in that shop and talk uh, about somebody who can't let go i know right uh so again but the environment so the antique shop and then the carnival and the carnival is where we get uh bunny and ducky i thought as characters they were they were really funny i mean it was cool to see now i, I never really watched key and peel i always thought mm-hmm. that was like a uh Chappelle show part I don't know, 1.5 or something like that. I don't know. I, I never really, I never, cause I was big into Chappelle show. You know what I mean? But I never really you loved Key and Peele. Yeah. I mean, and I've seen like, I've seen bits of it. So like that, obviously a, a, a fan of Jordan Peele. Cause I like his first name. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like reason. Yeah, no, no. I, I like, I like his movies a lot. Um, but it was, it was cool to see them. You know, uh, or hear them, I guess, uh, inter- interact back and forth. But again, so we have the antiques, uh, the antique toys, and then with the carnival, of course, we have the carnival toys, and that's what Bunny and Ducky uh, are, right? They're like the carnival prizes and stuff, um, which are picked up by uh, this carnival worker who's voiced by Bill Hader. Um, this carnival worker who like who just finds toys and zip ties them up to a to a to a rack, grid. yeah, a rack or something like that, and lets them win. So I thought. But Bucky and Bucky and Dunny, I thought Bunny and Ducky um, represented that whole carnival toy um, um, world uh, that this movie was 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 trying to introduce us to. And and I, I there's this theme of constantly looking to a child for purpose, right? And there's right. this there's this theme between do you have purpose uh, just by existing versus mm-hmm. do you have purpose because you're in service to somebody or service to something, um, right. and. Uh, I like the fact that this movie kind of struggles with those themes and also that they acknowledge that both of those existences are valid and that they provide different things for different people at different times. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Bucky, uh, for Bucky, for you, you see, I, I'm doing it yeah, now. For, for, uh, <laughs> for Ducky and Bunny. Uh, it's very much like they want a kid. A lot of the lost toys right. are like, Oh, you have a kid. That's so great. But also I'm still going to live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, I think that Duke Kaboom does a really great job of of showing how like traumatizing uh, it can be when someone expects something of you that you can't meet, and then mm-hmm. they like they they uh, they don't look at what you are, but as opposed to like what they want you to be, and just like disregard you. Uh, maybe I looked way too yeah. much into that, but I was just like, oh, that's really no, sad. Yeah, no, I, I don't think you did, man. I, again, I mean, looking at this stuff, and I mean, you know, kids obviously aren't, I mean, maybe they will, I don't know. But but I, I think that's the kind of stuff that's more intended for, for the adults, right? Because um, they know they know that the kids, who that the people who saw the first one, if they're watching this now, they're like, they're just uh, more aware of these things and they're more mm-hmm. conscious mm-hmm. and that they're looking for the subtleties. Right, right. 
But I found myself thinking with the Duke of Boom stuff, it's like, man, how many times have I Rayshon somebody? Like, I don't think I have, you know, but like, how many times have we been Rayshon in our life? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, someone looking to us to do something and all of a sudden we can't do it the way that they wanted to or the way that they expected us to be able to do it. And then they just fucking forget about you, you know? Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm with you 100% with, with, with all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I felt Bo Peeps, uh, sort of uh you know where where she is now leading those like sandbox toys in that park or something um mm-hmm. was pretty cool what, what did you think of all that those sandbox toys i thought that um it was like a really great example of like just finding joy where you can because they're like oh these kids are showing up and they like travel around the city and they give kids joys uh they give kids joys <laughs> as if they are tokens they give right. kids joy uh whichever way they can and that they're just happy to like interact with people and like that was super sweet but then they also realized that like everything is a cycle and that those those same kids might not want them but there's someone else who will um Mm -hmm. and i love that bo peep kind of serves as a catalyst to help woody realize like hey there's other ways to help right you don't have to you don't have to dedicate yourself to one person in this mm-hmm. way, in this way that's actually really destructive for Woody because he right. can't get over Andy, right? Because mm-hmm. um, because he's trying to recreate something that cannot be recreated. Uh, and that's where, like, the movie, like, just started to, like, tear me up. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go on record by saying that this is the first movie that we are talking about where I uh, cried. I tried really hard not to cry. I mean, mm-hmm. I like actively fought. I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And then there was like, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to cry mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> uh, now keep in mind, uh, I've, I've had a friend tell me, he's like, when do you not cry? And I was like, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sensitive soul. Uh, that being said. You tell him trolls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> trolls. <laughs> For real, though. Uh. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't cry during this one. I cried during Trolls again, but I always cry during that. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't cry during during this. But I. I, I did feel it. You know. Oh no! I. I like mm-hmm. cried real hard. But mm-hmm. I think that the, the thing with this movie is that it tackles, this theme that I don't think that kids will really grasp, right? And it's the theme of like, actually doing what's best for you. Um. And like the difficulty behind true goodbyes. Okay, I'm I'm with you on the second one, but catch me up with that first one. Actually, so going... like, what's what's best for you? Because right. Woody, his whole entire life has dedicated him his his self to a kid, right? Mm-hmm. First it was Andy. I think that's why the movie st- starts with the flashback of nine years previous. Bo Peep is getting taken away, and Bo mm-hmm. Peep's like, "You can come with me." Well, like, for, and, and I understand it's going to suck for Andy, but like, what do you want? And then right. Woody's like, I, st- "I need to be here for Andy," yeah. right? And then even at the end, he's about to leave Bo Peep again because he's like, "I need to be there for Bonnie," even though Bonnie doesn't interact with him the same way. Even though mm-hmm. like Bonnie has a a cavalcade of of toys that she can she can play with, he feels like obligated to her. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like this strange, like he can't allow himself to be happy because his happiness is tied to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when he allows himself to be happy, that's when I was like, oh, this is right. Ugh. Right. Well, it's, it's, you, you see that shift with Woody, you know, and this is very much Woody's movie. 
Um, and and I guess you can make the argument that the entire franchise is Woody's story. Um, oh yeah, but, for sure. But you know his purpose—it's all about a toy's purpose, you know. And and Woody is when he was with Andy had a very clear purpose, like he's there for Andy, there for Andy. And then with Bonnie, it was like, hey, I'm here for Bonnie, I'm here for Bonnie. And then you see that shift where, you know, then it's whatever Bonnie wants, whatever Bonnie needs, I'm here for her. And then she makes Forky. And then Woody's like, okay, Bonnie really likes Forky a lot. And Forky keeps trying to throw himself away. So I got to make sure he doesn't throw himself away. And by doing that, I'm really here for Bonnie. I'm here for Bonnie. But then it, it shifted to, no, I'm here for Forky. I got to make sure Forky gets back because Fork is so Forky has his purpose. And then when Gabby Gabby, you know what I mean? When, when, when uh, he get, when she gets Woody's voice box and then they're trying to find her a new owner and stuff like that, which we can talk about a little bit later. Um, so Woody's sort of purpose. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with you. I don't know if, if Woody was doing what's best for himself. I think he was, he was living out, you know, the rest of his toy days or whatever. It's altruistic, sure, but, you know, because he ends up teaming up with Bo Peep. Uh, so I guess that part's for himself, you know, the person that he should have been with, you know, this entire time. Or at well, least the well, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. Like, he, nine years ago, he denied himself happiness, like personal happiness for the happiness of someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he felt this, like, strong obligation. And, like, this movie just spoke to me of, like, when do you walk away from something that you have given yourself over to when you admit that like because there's a part where both people's like why do you keep doing this and he says this is all i have and her response is well what about the rest of us mm-hmm. like like you don't have the rest of us like you don't have these other people that are like relying on you and right. that's when it's like okay we understand that this is like really hard for you and you're fighting you're fighting to make this thing happen mm-hmm. but like do you have to keep fighting Right. And and that's no. I think that's a really hard lesson to even take as an adult of like, do no, you have course. to keep fighting this fight when there's something on the other side of this that it's not I wouldn't say easier, but it's different and it can be better. Yeah, no, I, I, I see you with that. I'm also going to raise you with, you know, the way that this movie ended for me anyway. Because he makes that choice to be with Bo Peep and her ragtag group of sandbox toys, and then what do they do? Right, we get we get the the credit scenes of them like, you know, finding owners for all the carnival toys that are latched up. You know what I mean? And sort of, mm-hmm. and so in a way, I think this movie was saying like, look at like there is that third option of having both. You know what I mean? And it might be a little bit saccharine. It might be whatever, but it's like you can be living for yourself while, you know what I mean? Like having having a sense of have, having that sense of purpose and, and in Woody's case it was living for other people and that's what kind of made and maybe that's why I didn't cry it just made me feel really happy you know what I mean like with 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 my life and where things are right now like, well, I, I cried look, before I, I cried before that scene right I cried when I cried when the decision was I cried specifically mm. when Buzz was like she'll be okay and Woody starts to walk closer to the RV where Bonnie is and he says no Bonnie will be okay. Mm-hmm. And see, and like, that was cool because it took Buzz to say that. You know what I mean? Like, right. And and that was my. So let's talk about Buzz for a second, because for for a while I was like, why is Buzz even here? You know what I mean? Mm. Like I I felt that with with all the other toys, like Jesse, Bullseye. It, I will say, I mean, this is you know tragic. I mean, you know, it was weird seeing Potato Head not be so talkative because Don Rickles had passed, so they were using a bunch of old sound bites from the previous movies. Right. Um, so I, I don't know, like the other like Rex and all those Ham, all those other toys, they didn't really get as much screen time. Um, 
but Buzz. So let's sort of talk about his because I, for me, I thought Buzz had the best storyline in uh, in in three, or at least the best stuff to do in three was in whenever they like switched his thing and he was like Spanish Buzz or something like that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Buzz here for a second. So Buzz has a conversation with Woody. Woody is still in the RV at this point. And he's trying to keep Forky from throwing himself away and he's staying awake and Buzz is like, he's offering to take watch. And then what he's like, no, I got to do this. You know, that voice inside of me is telling me and, and Buzz, he's taking things really literally. He's like, who's the voice inside of you? You know, and what he's trying to explain Buzz conscious and or, or conscience and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, feeling and all that kind of stuff. So then Buzz does what? Buzz, uh, he starts using his voice box as like his <laughs> inner voice. But the thing is, I thought that that was it's 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 comic brilliance. I think because yeah. it's like these are things that they have loaded in the past three movies. Uh, right. But then also it uh, when the time comes when he doesn't like what the voice inside says, right? Because he mm-hmm. keeps pressing the button, he's like, "Say something new. Say something that I find useful." Mm-hmm. I, I I actually found that really poignant because I was like, "No, everything inside of you is telling you, hey, do this thing, do this mm-hmm. thing, do this thing, do this thing." And then the the power in it is when the inner voice is saying something pretty selfish, is saying like, you know, just abandon it, keep going. But then mm-hmm. you make the conscious choice to act against that inner voice to be selfless. I, right. I, again, maybe I was just like reading way too deep into this. I don't but, know. I mean, I, no, I, 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 I'm with you on that. But with the whole inner voice thing, what I found to be the most powerful with that entire, you know, um, uh, story beat was when there's a point where they have to go back to the antique shop and uh, Bonnie and her parents are all back in the RV uh, and uh, and Buzz is there, and he's and he's trying to get him to, to turn back, you know, like uh, to say that you know Bonnie left her backpack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or no, they think Bonnie's going to realize she left her backpack, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. So they start leaving, and Buzz keeps tapping that button, tapping that button, tapping that button, and it's not doing anything. And then the dad, Bonnie's dad, turns to Bonnie's mom, is like, "Hey, go shut that Buzz Lightyear off." So she goes back there, and all of a sudden, like as she's about to throw him, she can't figure out how to turn him off or something. And she's about to put him in a cupboard in the RV. And not since, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I ain't seen two in a minute, uh, but not since Sid has a toy talked in front of a person. Ooh, you're right. And and so Buzz, he's like, you know, forget this inner voice. I'm just going to flat out say, Bonnie, your backpack's in the back of the antique shop. And then, right, Bonnie remembers. So I took that as, you know, inner voice, sure. Like Buzz's inner voice has been his outer voice this entire time. You're right. You're right. You're right. Look at you. And I just, I don't know. And, and, and that moment really hit me And that. And it was that moment right there because sure, you know, logistically buzz is the one who gets to uh, bunny and ducky and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was that moment where I was like, that's why buzz is in this movie. That that's why that's why he's a bigger uh, character than just uh, uh, someone. One of the toys left in the RV waiting for everyone to get back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Dang, look at you. Look, look <laughs> at you. Um, 
This movie was a lot better than I thought it would be. It was, man. And, and like I say, I did not want to like it. I really didn't. And every turn, it was like, you do want to like me, motherfucker, because I'm good. And <laughs> and it is. It is. You know. Let's talk about Bo Peep. Let's talk about Bo Peep a little bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I know we touched on Bo Peep, but let's talk about mm-hmm. like how Bo Peep reacts to Woody and the fact that... So, I, the fact that Bo Peep points out that Woody is, uh, for all intents and purposes, selfish... Mm-hmm. And that he is like pigheaded and stubborn and all those things, uh, but then she's like, "But this is why." And but then she attributes that to loyalty, right? I thought that that mm-hmm. was super cool. But I also like the fact that she is still, she is at no point willing to give up what she has found to be her purpose in life to uh, accommodate Woody. Right. Uh, like at the end of the movie, it would have been super easy for her to be like, "Okay, I'll come with you and Bonnie," right? But she was like, mm-hmm. "No, this is who I am." These are the people I have to protect now. And I've gone through this whole thing and I've kind of reached a new, I've, I've reached a peace in myself, right? I'm going to help you because you asked me to and because I like you, but, right. uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to change who I am because I've already tried that and it just doesn't work for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that all of that was like beautifully handled. And on top of that, I love the fact that she is, like just a billy badass yeah no she's 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 really cool man um yeah i I liked i liked her her uh i I love the whole sandbox toy element that was something like i never would have expected because there are certain things that you expect certain locales or certain situations that you expect with these kinds of movies um, with the Toy Story one specifically, you know, and I think all the movies have done a pretty good job. Like, you know, Toy Story 3, like, you know, the daycare, you know what I mean? Well, obviously we're going to go there at some point, you know what I mean? Uh, the Collector, you know what I mean, in Toy Story 2. Um, but this was one that I like, oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Like all these, I remember, you remember going to like public parks and seeing some old ratchet busted ass toys just like hanging out, you know? Yeah. That, like, and, and, and that, so you know, Bo Peep kind of leads all of that. I will say that at first I, I was wondering if, if, if Toy Story 4 would have done better as like a short or something, because at first I was like, is this because they forgot about Bo Peep, you know? And they're like, Oh, we got to do something with her or whatever. Um, but every, everything, everything tied together, uh, or, uh, uh, everything was stitched together pretty nicely. Um, and that was the life that Woody, you know, probably would have, would have had, had he gotten in that box with her all them years ago. Um, but yeah, you're right. Or not. Or they probably would have been separated in like some different, more tragic and heart wrenching way. Yeah. Or that too, that too. But I, I, I think meeting, well, I guess what I mean is like Woody seeing Bo Peep and seeing what she does, you, cause you can see it in his face and, and mm-hmm. Pixar having Pixar being able to animate facial expressions in a toy you know what I mean? you can see in his face it's like man this is this is this is what i need to be doing and that's where that purpose shift starts to really uh take shape there uh, but right. did you did you watch the uh lamp life the little short film i did not yeah so it's also on on disney plus you should check it out but yeah it's, it's it basically chronicles uh bo peep's life from from the day that she uh, leaves to, to 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 when we we pick them up in Toy Story Four. It's like ten minutes or something like that. Am I um, gonna cry? No, it's 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 not it's not anything like that. It's it, it's it's pretty fun, you know. Um, and again, I didn't see this in theaters, so I don't know if it was something that that aired. Well, I guess it can't air before the movie because it gives away. 
stuff. So I don't know. I think maybe just like a Disney plus original. I have no idea, but um, it just shows, you know, all the different houses that she had been in all the different situations that she, she was in with her and her, um, her sheep, which are, uh, what did that? I was Billy Goat and Gruff. There you go. I was going to say Ink and Blinken and Nah, but that ain't it. Yeah. Bill, Billy Goat and, uh, and Gruff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just her sort of recounting that story to Woody and telling, and telling him kind of what happened, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I thought, you know, Bo Peep's sort of uncompromising, unflinching attitude, uh, uh, was really cool. It was, it was nice to see a, uh, a, a, a kick-ass toy like that, you know? And mm-hmm. apparently they have that now at Disneyland and Disney World, but it's a little yeah, creepy. Yeah, they do. Like well, okay. It's so, Toy Story Land in general. So, I'm a I'm a huge Disney World fan, right? Right. Like we we're gonna go this year, and like, God bless America, we didn't plan that trip. But um, but we when we went uh, and we went to Toy Story Land, we legitimately walked in and walked out within 25 minutes because I was like, okay, mm-hmm. there's one roller coaster here. Uh, the the Midway Mania is the same thing that's at Magic Kingdom, and I've done that before. I was like, okay, right. I'm good. It's definitely for for kids, uh, but mm-hmm. the but the the walk around characters are a little they're a little strange. Like they yeah. just the proportions are weird. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 unsettling for me, but I could see how mm-hmm. kids would love it. Right. Uh, right. Um, the the thing that really kind of of hooked me about this is that they looped back to the love story that was evident in Toy Story One between mm-hmm. Bo Peep and and Woody, which I felt yeah. like, well, which for you know for obvious reasons, the fact that she wasn't like involved in the rest of the movies definitely kind of faded away. Yeah, well, because in Toy Story Three, don't they mention her? Like, what happened? Yeah. They, they say something. Oh, what like what happened to Bo or something like that? I, I can't really remember. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff like Wheezy doesn't come back in Toy Story three, although I loved Wheezy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they. The, so the fact that they kind of looped back and gave it, it just kind of plays into like the fact that these toys have uh, a life and that they're three, three dimensional and that mm-hmm. they have these characteristics, but they have like deep, deep, deep emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we forget that at the end of Toy Story three, Jesse and Buzz are a thing. I forgot that too. I did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know they're 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 weaving in these sort of love stories, mm-hmm. and at the end of this movie, Forky gets a girlfriend. Um, yeah, ni- knifey or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, she, <laughs> just, let's just talk for a second. That Bonnie basically fashioned a shiv and gave it a face, <laughs> and then brought it home. She's know. like, look, murder has to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she came out like Ja Rule is murder. Like <laughs> just dropping out the <laughs> anyway. That makes me so sad and scared at the same uh, time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Forky sees knifey and 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 he's all smitten and stuff like that. Um and yeah, so and then when Woody when Woody uh decides to stay with Bo Peep, going back to Jesse, uh he gives Jesse his badge. Uh, Sheriff's badge. He's passing yeah, the mantle, and I was yeah, like, oh. "Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought was pretty cool." Um, I just, again, man, it's just the, the 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 new additions really made this movie for me, both in character and in uh, location and environment. Um, I don't know. I don't know if a Toy Story five would would work. No, I don't think it would because I think that the thing is that the first 
the first three, if I'm if I'm looking at it, at, you know, in retrospect, the first three were definitely about their journey with Andy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third, uh, specifically Woody's journey with Andy, and right. the, the fourth one was so much about Woody coming to peace with that, recognizing that it was a good thing, mm-hmm. and like just letting that lie. And the th- the thing that really like hit me, and this is just you know from me as a person, is that knowing the difference between see you later and goodbye is like really hard for me. And mm. the idea of like letting go of something that was so good and like like in your in your mind's eye pristine, and then mm. moving on to the next phase of life and being scared of what that is, is yeah. really that that's what really kind of hit me. Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I feel like I just like recently went through like that big shift within like the past two years moving up here. But like mm-hmm. what, like two days before I moved, remember I came and I had dinner with you and that was mm-hmm. like me trying to be like, let me hold on to this thing. That was like a really good three and a half years of my life. Right. Like this was like a solid time in my life where I felt like I found my tribe and I knew where I fit and I knew, and then like, being like all that's gone it's going to be something new and like and like how do you stay connected to that and like do you give that up and all Mm -hmm. of that i was just like god this is just like but the fact is you kind of you did the buzz thing for me you're like oh man you'll be good we'll keep in touch and i was just like okay it's like allowing me to move on Mm -hmm. to the next phase and the fact that buzz allowed woody to say hey i see that this is hurting you it's like it's okay. We can take care of it. I was just like, yeah. okay, I'm done. Throw my hands up. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. And and yeah, I mean, so I guess for for you and I, I mean, any movie where characters got to say goodbye to each other, you know, hits us. I mean, well, we were we were tripping over Wreck it, uh, Ralph wrecks the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking about. I was I was I was, was bawling during. My face got wet watching that one for sure. Um, and then of course, you know, older stuff like Fox and Hound, I mean, all that stuff kind of, kind of, all that stuff kind of makes sense in a whole new way now. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think, and, and that's the thing that I, I think kids will get it, you know what I mean? Cause Woody's saying goodbye, you know what I mean? So they'll get that sad moment for sure. Like, I don't think it's exclusively for, but I don't think that the they'll room. hit it as they don't get it as hard unless they've seen all the movies. No, no, no. And then this movie kind of takes a meta aspect um, with it where it's a movie of a franchise that, you know, we're watching it, you know, as, as, as 30 somethings having grown up with it. Here comes this fourth one. That's kind of weird. That's kind of like, okay, but y'all, you were a perfect trilogy. You know what I mean? Why you got to come out with this fourth one. And, but, but then like, so we're watching with this air of skepticism, you know what I mean? And then we're kind of, you know, uh, being, being taken by surprise. Oh, I actually like this. Oh, this is actually funny. This is actually pretty cool. Oh, this is actually pretty deep. And then it's us letting go. You know what I mean? And, letting go and, of the franchise. Yeah. Letting go of the franchise or also just like, just letting go of, you know, and, and it brings us all back to, you know, how many things that, you know, being on this earth for, for 30 something years, which really, you know, ain't depending on who you ask, ain't that much. Um, and we still got a lot, a, a lot to learn, but also like how many things that we had to let go, how many things that we had to, um, you know, 
say goodbye to people, you know, places, things, stuff like that. And, 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 and kids just haven't had that much experience with it at this point. Um, so that's the thing that I think is going to make every adult in the room, um, you know, a little bit more emotional. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that the other, the other big thing that this movie does, uh, which it, it creates, um, it kind of creates this paradox where, there is it's the same thing that inside out did uh where there's joy and sorrow like there's mm-hmm. there's joy buried inside of sadness and like the 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 hard moments of life um mm-hmm. because like to see woody say goodbye to everybody was like heart wrenching but also to see like how happy he was with bo peep like those things living in dichotomy and being available at the same time was was like it's a difficult thing to, I think it's a difficult thing to portray, especially in a children's movie. Um, but understanding that, like, hey, it's like it's like he got unstuck, right? Like things had to be one way for him, and then he's like, mm-hmm. oh, things can be different, and I can I can still mourn and grieve the past while giving the future the space that it needs. No, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I get that, and I, I, I was right there with you, um, not wanting to be, but, uh, but still there. So but let me will, ask, what's that? I will say that, like, as far as, um, as far as gripes go, mm. as far as gripes for the movie go, um, I think that the comedy that was intended for Bonnie's parents didn't land for me. Yes, yeah. So are you talking about just kind of how doofy and, and bumbling her parents were? Yeah, that and like the whole like the the whole let's let's act like a GPS system <laughs> to mm-hmm. convince them to. I was just like, all right, like this is yeah. a stretch for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I don't know. I kept wondering what it would have been like if, like, did we really need to see Bonnie and her parents that much? You know, like, I don't know. I'm because uh, I was really into, and in, in, like I say, in, into Woody's journey and into Forky's journey and, and into the, these new characters and stuff like that. That I, I, I felt like every single time the movie wanted to check in with 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 you know the Rex and the Ham and all those other kinds of characters. Um, it was a scene with Bonnie and and her parents. And yeah, the acting like the GPS when the toys do that, and then the the RV goes haywire. Um, I don't know. I I I I understood why it was there, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't really know. I don't know if I needed all of that. Um, for me, and I don't know. This might be me wanting a little bit too much as far as my gripes are concerned. You know, so we have Gabby, Gabby, who you know, ends up becoming, I mean, yeah, she's still kind of, the thing she did was still kind of shitty. Um, but it was all out of wanting to have a, have a, have a child, have a person or whatever. Um, Oh my God. And then her reveal, her shift. Oh, my heart. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it it was deep, you know? Um, but then she ends up finding, they end up coming across like a lost little girl at the carnival, you know? Um, but you know, the thing is like her, her journey is like, her her realization mimics that of like what Duke Kaboom's kid did to her, 
Oh, sure. Did to him. Absolutely. Like the fact that she's like, I have this expectation for harmony mm-hmm. and she's going to be this way and mm-hmm. I need to do X, Y, and Z and I'm going to fulfill that. And then when harmony picks her up and says like, Oh, look at this doll. And the grandma's like, you could take her with you. And she goes, nah, and mm-hmm. tosses her in the box. I was like, cold yeah, fucking yeah. blooded. No, I, 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 yeah. And I, I like that. I like that subversion of the, of, of, of the expectation. I like that Gabby Gabby didn't get what she wanted, but she got what she needed. Look at you with your princess and the frog terminology there. Uh, um, yeah, no, dig I, a little I, deeper. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. But I think I would have liked to. For I don't know, I don't know if it's because the kid looked too much like the kid she ends up with looked a little too much like Bonnie at first, um, or mm. maybe, or if we needed like a little bit more time with that kid. I'm not saying we needed a whole other layer, a whole other narrative layer following this kid and seeing her get lost and stuff. And maybe I missed it, but I don't know. I think I would have liked because everything else was 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 had, was connected so well, not just in the movie itself, but also with the other three movies that came before it. That mm-hmm. I think it would have been, and I don't know what this would have done for the timing or or, or, or for the flow, but just kind of checking in, making making us aware that okay, there there is this other kid that we're supposed to be paying attention to at this carnival maybe one or two scenes and then we see her lost and then, you know what I mean? Gabby. And then that kind of connects a little bit more. Um, well, I, I almost felt like um, the fact that we got this brief moment with this lost kid mm-hmm. um, tied more into Bo Peep's philosophy around toys of being available for whoever needs you in that moment that they need you as opposed right. to being like, wildly specific mm-hmm. about like which kid that you pick so i thought that, that moment played well um especially because it became less about okay gabby gabby's looking for the one that she thinks needs her as opposed to paying attention to the people who need her right then which you know i think that that also accompanies your concept of like woody's shift in purpose because he sees that and he's like oh i need to stop paying attention to what i think these kids need Mm-hmm. And start paying attention to like right now, this kid at this carnival t- at this carnival game is like dying to win this toy, right? Mm-hmm. And it also made me feel like like Woody was. It's like when Woody was empty nesting, like he was yeah. he was in his midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Sure, no, he was, and and you know, for me, I didn't. And, and I'm sure for, for, for plenty of parents out there, you don't really know what it's like to live for someone else until you become a parent. You know what I mean? Like, like sure, you do things for your friends and, and, and you do things for your family and stuff like that. But, like, to truly, like, you know, um, we, you know, whenever, whenever uh, and it's funny because I, I got to pick this up from, from, from Jan Silent Bob reboot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some wise words, but. Uh, there's a line in there where he's like, you know, when, when, when you become a parent, you're, you're no longer the star, you're the stage and, and, mm. and, and your kids are mm. now on that stage, you know, and watching this movie as a parent, um, being, being a 30 something, you know, parent, uh, having grown up with this franchise, Woody kind of represents our generation in that, okay, y'all grew up with this movie. Now y'all have kids of your own. You know what I mean? And now you gotta you gotta live for someone else. You you you, you gotta live. That's your purpose. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you do it right, and if if you make the right decisions, stuff like that, you, you don't can have to be you, done. And then well, you're no, like, uh-huh. you, you don't you you don't have to do it alone. And right. he doesn't. Oh. He has Bo Peep now. He has a partner. Um, 
his soulmate, if 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 you will, and now then they live for for the other toys. So I I just felt that Toy Story four um, was a good um, uh, sort of representation of 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 parenthood, you know, mm. um, and that I think and and when when I unlocked that, I was like, okay, this this movie can stay, you know, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> This, I, mean, I, I like this, the fact that belong. I like the fact that that movie hits you on like a, a parenthood thing, and for me, who you know, someone who doesn't mm-hmm. have kids, th- mm-hmm. th- this hit me on like just a general life stages, letting go of like major right. major sections of your life, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and like I think on both ends, it it definitely personified how difficult either of those things can be, but how mm-hmm. like there's life after, even right. though we don't seem to think that there is. Mm, yeah yeah so um and 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 that's what's great about it and it's crazy because and i'm not going to sit here and and champion every single thing you know pixar does uh unpopular opinion i like the incredibles i don't get why everyone's all ape shit over it um cars is uh, cars uh cars two and three could disappear yeah, like again, but all these sorts of all, all these franchises were like, okay, why is this? But then, like Toy Story, kind of exists apart. It's their, it's 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 arguably, I guess, what their frag, their the fra- <laughs> sorry, it's arguably uh, their flagship franchise. You know, it was the, like yeah, you said, it was the one that started it all. Um, yeah, that, that's why there's Toy Story Land, and yeah, not uh, yeah. and like and they have like you know Incredibles overlays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's the, there's the Incredicoaster and all those other things. But like as far as right. like series that can can that have consistently hit uh, both box office and emotional like yeah. goals, yeah. I think that that's it. Now I will say that like I think that they have also used Toy Story as a way to. Um, hone their sto- their story touring uh the blah 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 their storytelling skills you know right. what there's there's this uh this this uh there's no crying in baseball is like mm-hmm. kicking me in the teeth <laughs> <laughs> no but uh they have honed their uh storytelling skills through you know through this whole process and i think that toy story 4 was like a really good way for them to say we're comfortable with these characters we know who they are mm-hmm. and we also know like how we can move them forward right. how they can be totems for these larger ideas because we've created a universe that a people have kind of just accepted widely mm. and b uh that there is this there's this inherent um there's this inherent love for these characters and that we can recognize them as toys with these deep flawed personalities because we have seen them make mistakes and ask for forgiveness and, and seek friendship and reach out and move on mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form for three movies. So like, this is like the ultimate culmination of like, yeah. Hey, our hero at some point in time cannot be the hero of the story. And this is a way of just like letting it go. And it mm-hmm. felt like, it felt like for them, even as a studio and creators that that goodbye between Woody and Buzz, uh, especially because like Woody goes to let go of Buzz and then grasps again, even tight. And I was just like, God damn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it felt like a collective like, and we're done. It finally felt like a collective, and we're done. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I don't know if I'd put money on it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if a Toy Story 5 comes out sometime in the years later. I mean, granted, I don't know how they would do it. Um, but I do think that it's, you know, Toy Story, I think for Pixar is, is a good, it's a good ground for them to sort of experiment with these story toys, with these, <laughs> here I, am doing, I passed it to these, you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a good playground for them to experiment with certain, uh, storytelling, uh, uh, ideas and motifs, you know, um, while, uh, you know, allowing uh, for uh, allowing audiences to appreciate every single iteration. I mean, again, you know, so, so the first one came out, what, 95 or something like that. I mean, so this, you know, this franchise has been around for a while. Um, so they've been able to so, uh, to afford to experiment with it while not um, using uh, some new IP or some new franchise for those experimentation purposes. You know, so it's kind of like their safe bet. Um, with all that kind of stuff, and I and, think, and in the same in the same regard, they could have messed this up royally. Like oh, this sure. could have been this could have been like you took you took a heralded, mm-hmm. especially after Toy Story three when they ended arguably on top with that franchise. Mm-hmm. They could have like just screwed this up. I'm not going to say it, it reaches Toy Story three levels with me, but it's like it's pretty like in my pantheon of Toy Story movies, it's three, four, one, and then two. I think I think I agree with you there, and and I kept wanting to th- like think of okay, like because four is such an odd, you know, I guess what quad- quadrilogies. Such so there, there's not that many out there. I mean, this and then a- the Alien quadrilogy, or the, well, I guess what Aliens now has has six two other movies. Um, but yeah, I, I was sitting there trying to think like if I were to somehow invent a new trilogy with these movies, you know, like could you could you omit two or like retain some of the things from two and maybe put that in one or three like, i don't what, think so what would your perfect, i think that what would your perfect toy story trilogy look like if you if you had to nix one of these movies oh my god um i but i think for me but two is as much buzz's movie as it is jesse's mm-hmm. right but two also introduces the idea of kids not loving their toys forever and doing like these, like it, it, it introduces the idea of abandonment and a, a different kind of cruelty. Right. Mm. Uh, and how, and how like devastating that can be um, with Jesse's kid um, leaving her in a box by the side of the road. Anyways, um, broke my heart. Do you but believe think- that Jesse's kid was Andy's mom? You know what? I I do. I do. I believe that. Because she looks at the Jesse doll and she's like a Jesse doll. But um <laughs> but but like I think that for me, I I, I don't if there cuz 3 would just be too much of a movie. Like there'd be too much to, to cram in there without that. And I think that the right. Jesse bullseye, I think all that is important, especially because that does introduce Woody to the, I think two is important because it also introduces Woody to the fact that like, Hey, you were a set, like, like you were part of something else. And like, mm -hmm. there's, it, it, it introduces the fact that like his world has to expand. It has to. Maybe. I mean, I personally think you either could have done a little bit of that in Toy Story one or like not added at all. I mean, when you think about the franchise as a whole, it's not really about that. I think Toy Story Two is the is the one outlier. It's the one. It's the one that's the least connected for me. Um, 
I mean, yeah, we introduced Jesse and Bullseye and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, I mean, it didn't really do. And granted, I've only seen it the one time, you know what I mean? So I'm not the biggest authority on it, but I don't know, man. I just, it, it didn't really bring, bring a lot to the overall arc. So I personally think you nix two and you just say Toy Story, then Toy Story 3, then Toy Story 4. Um, and you just uh, like find some way to shoehorn uh, Jesse and Bullseye in there? Yeah, I mean, you know, some kind of way. Um, you know, maybe, you know, what would have, what would it have looked like if, if, I mean, it might've been kind of too late in the game. If, if Woody discovered Jesse at the daycare in Toy Story three, you know, and then Jesse, mm. Jesse had a little moment where Jesse tells him the story of like, oh yeah, we're from this and that other thing, you know, I don't know. That would have, that would have stole Lotso's, um, thunder though. Sure. Yeah. Again, I mean, you know, you, you definitely have to do some serious reworking, of the but i just think you know once you get into four with a movie like you're past the trilogy you're past that locked in trilogy point and now it's like you could certainly do a five and say whatever the case may be and keep this going um i guess in it but in order for it i just kept thinking like okay what would it look like if it was going to be just a standalone singular trilogy like what is the ideal toy story trilogy and that's sort of what my thought on that is I don't know. I was happy that they made the fourth. I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. No, um, me too. I, f- I felt like it was like it was the goodbye that um, I didn't know I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So as for you, when yeah. it comes to when 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 your baby boy is growing up, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going. We get, do you like Toy Story? And he's like, yeah, I like Toy Story. Uh, is are you gonna sit through all of them with him? Are you gonna be like, Toy Story Four comes around and be like, I'm gonna drop this, I'm gonna drop this beat real quick, and I'm gonna bounce. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for me, Toy Story Four is a lot like um, like your old buddies that you hadn't seen in years. Like you know what I mean? They 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 give you a call and they're like, Hey, I'm gonna come by and hang out for a bit. And you're like, I haven't seen you in so long. I don't even know where to begin. Like, just don't come over here, you know? And then, <laughs> then they end up, they, then they end up showing up anyway, you know? Uh, and then you're like, all right, you got your arms folded. You're like, all right, I'm going to give this like, you know, an hour, you know, and then I'm going to make up some excuse. I'm going to be like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta go to bed or I got, you know, mow the yard or whatever. Um, but you end up, you know, engaging in conversation talking about old times talking about what whatever you know uh, old times new times everything in between uh you end up staying up till like you know three four or five o'clock in the morning um mm. that's sort of how what i what i think of uh, when i think about this movie i absolutely do recommend this um um as a parent uh to, to, to the kids and stuff uh especially if your kids are already in toy story but i will challenge uh the parents out there to hold off on, on showing this one uh, until the kids might be a little bit older. Um, so mm. they can appreciate th- this one specifically one, two, and three, you can do those back to back. No problem. But this one specifically. So maybe they get like a little bit, just a taste of what you and I got whenever we were watching it. Yeah. You so know? he wants, he wants your kids to go through some loss first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then sit them down and be like, how many toys have you done this with Rayshon? You know, like, <laughs> You know, I know um, I bought you that thing three months ago. I ain't yeah, seen it. Where's yeah, it at? <laughs> yeah, this is one that I think 
you absolutely watch with your with your kids because you're going to want to. But I almost wonder how many parents out there are going to be enjoying this more than their kids would. Yeah, I agree. And 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 that's that's the same reason why I say like if you have any connection to any of the Toy Story movies, you definitely need to sit down and watch this one. If you haven't given it a chance for the same reasons that I didn't want to give it a chance, the fact that is the fourth movie after three was so good. I think that it it it, it I think that the Toy Story movies in particular have been ones that have grown with its original audience. Um and so like this hits uh, in a different way than Toy Story 3 did, but it's definitely about uh, goodbyes on a different level and moving on to the next phase of your life, which a lot of people in our age bracket are in some way, shape, or form, or they have moved on to, this, to the next phase in their life, and they're, you know, we're starting to, like, reminisce about what it was like when we were, like, 18 or 17 and stuff like that. Um, and, like, all oh, the good old days. And it's like, bitch, your good days are now. Like, yeah. you're, you're here now. Yeah. Um, like, let the let these be the good days. So I mm-hmm. give this, if I had to give it a rating, I give this 17 and a half voice boxes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with with, with 12 right. pull strings. Um, right. And I think that uh, this is one that, this is one that if, if you are in the, if you were affected by Toy Story 3 in the way that I was affected by Toy Story 3 uh, and you have more of a heart than Jordan, then you will probably cry. So, like, do not do this as a first date movie. This is like, hey, we know each other. We understand. Yeah, that, yeah like- make, make, make sure you got time in. Make sure you're with that Woody or Bo Peep in your life. You know what I mean? Because that was one thing after I looked over to my fiance, I was like, let's go say some toys together. You know what I mean? Um, and what was she like? She like, I ain't going outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah let me ask you this would you pee on the floor for this movie i was about to say a bad word man why are you peeing on the floor for not in a movie <laughs> All right. i was about to All say right. one of the the the, right. the, the, the the unapproved bad words yeah. for yeah. <laughs> All right. nah i would not nah, i ain't peeing on the floor mm-hmm. for not in a movie look okay okay, okay. i hold it so how many how many what 20 20 voice boxes is that what you said i said 17 and a half and 12 pull strings 17 and a half wow that's that's a pretty extensive rating system uh i give this i give this five rations and um (laughs) (laughs) and 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 15 melephant brooks's which melephant brooks is a character in this movie voiced by mel brooks so um Mm, yeah mm. take that Take 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 that rating and do what you will with it, listeners. There I guess. you go. Yeah. yeah, it's crispy. Yeah. It's a crispy it's, movie. Oh, it's oh it's oh it's crispy. It's it's crispy. It's crispy. Yeah. Well, all, well, right. all right, everyone. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kid Shit. Uh, as always, um, you can give us a shout out on our Facebook. You can hit us up on our Instagram. Uh, hit us up on our email as well. We want to hear from you guys as far as like what movies we should watch. If there's any mm-hmm. television shows, specific episodes that we should check out that you guys want to hear about. Uh, that is grownmenwks at gmail.com. Uh, also, every fourth episode. So like four episodes from now we're going to be doing disney movies uh not only because they keep coming out with them but also we both rocking that disney plus we might as well get our money's worth mm-hmm. yeah uh so uh expect that if you are a disney fanatic in any way shape or form like i am then you will uh you will 
hopefully catch us at least every fourth episode. Uh, at some point in time, mm. we're going to have to dip into the uh, what we're calling Grown Men Rewind, and we're going to talk about the stuff from our childhoods that we love. Yeah. Um, because uh, uh, I'm a Goofy movie fan myself, and uh, I don't know if Jordan fucks with Goofy like that, but I do. Oh, what, what's that? What's that? Max Lightning? What's what's that? Powerline. Powerline. There you go. Yeah. Is yeah. Powerline the biggest no. rock star on the yeah. planet? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I'll, 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 I'll fuck with a goofy movie here now. Every, okay. Every okay. now and again. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so this is, uh, again, we want this to be as much of your, your podcast as it is ours. So also mm-hmm. in the show notes, you'll find a link to leave us a voice message. And if you leave us a voice message that we find fun, we might slide you in the episode. Mm-hmm. How about that? You get some airtime. Uh, oh, look, yeah. we giving out that airtime. Mm-hmm. As always, please uh, like, subscribe wherever you are. Give us a rating, five-star rating. If Ooh, five-star rating from the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. we can give, give us a five-star rating if you like us. Give us a four-star rating if you think we're all right. Anything three or lower, again, just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You don't need to be spreading yeah. that type of hate. Just right. write. Just just take out a pen and write three stars on your hand, and then and, and there you go. You gave right. three stars to something. Yeah, see, right. And if you like if you really wanna like tell us about ourselves, shoot us an email. Once again, grownmanwks at gmail.com. Yep. Please understand that our inbox is empty and I want something to read. So uh <laughs> yeah. Uh thank you guys, Jordan. As always, it is excellent sitting down with you talking yes. about this shit. It is, man. I had a good time doing it. And y'all stay safe, take care of one another, and we'll catch you on the next one. Stay crispy. Stay crispy. And we're going to make Crispy happen. That's what's going I, I, I think we already did. Hey, speaking of Crispy, how many voice boxes do you give me if you had to rate me as a friend? Oh, see, look, now you Hey, did. you brought it. <laughs> hey, you, 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 you brought this conversation. You know what? You, you, get, you get 25 voice boxes. Out of what? You get 25. Out of what? Yeah. <laughs> look. <laughs> look, I don't, ma- I don't make the system. Just know that more is more. Grown Men Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. We are proud members of the Outlet Productions Podcast Network. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.